politics for dummies where we understand politics then and now we understand politics right and left so what are you waiting for put on your headphones and strap on because you are going to have a ride of your life welcome joining us today is mr fabian ah. all right everybody welcome back a cozy day for fabian and i because it's raining outside in delhi and uh, we could hear the rains we both actually come from coastal areas he from kerala i from mumbai uh fabian what's your favorite uh, rain memory i mean you would have seen a lot of rain in your lifetime so what's your favorite rain memory as a child i used to go out and get soaked in the rain that's that's the that was that's great the thing fun that running miss. around oh you miss that do you miss that i do miss that because at my age now if i do that i will catch a <laughs> cold and pneumonia <laughs> Oh god Fabian but yeah i mean rains do represent a lot to both of us because we really did enjoy them as children but now with all the gadgets that we have and the diseases that are spreading we would rather stay indoors Fabian uh, the month of july somewhere back when things were black and white there was a war that began because you know someone decided that they've done injustice to them let's let's go back in time and let's talk about world war 2 from a political angle because we know the destruction we know hitler's story we know his rise we know his falls we know about fascism but uh, let's talk politics when it comes to world war 2 so take us back take us back to the time okay now first thing uh, aniket is that you know textbooks we read hitler started the war yeah you know um on the 1st of september 1939 that is in europe the war in europe and the war ended in europe 7th 8th of may 1945 after hitler committed suicide true you know uh, he and eva brown uh, his love whom he married the previous day they were living together but anyway but at the same time if you look at it deeply it is not correct to say that hitler started the war because i agree that in a big way he is responsible for the war yeah yeah but to say that hitler alone started the war is wrong because he was not planning it you know what happened was that he was stumbled into it okay he stumbled into it now why that is because Let's go back in history. 1933, he became Chancellor of Germany. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, he sort of improved German economy. Then he started the rearmament. Then he did many things. You know, he occupied Ruhr, which was, you know, not supposed to do it. And then, you see, he annexed Austria. Yeah. You know, in 1938. And in uh, 1939, he took over Czech. You know, there was Czechoslovakia. But then Slovakia had uh, declared independence. Okay. And uh, Czech was separate. So he took that. Then you see, so what he realized was that, and don't forget, Munich, 1938, when Neville Chamberlain, Daladier, French Prime Minister, and Mussolini, the dictator Mm -hmm. from Italy, they go together and gave Hitler what he wanted in terms of uh, Sudetenland. Sudetenland was part of Czech, where there were lots of Germans. First of all, Sudetenland should not have been given to Czechoslovakia after the war, First World War. Anyway, I mean, if if Germans are there, then why give it to another country? True. (laughs) Then, you know, he wanted Danzig. Danzig actually is Gdansk, the port. I've been there. When I was okay. ambassador in Finland, I had sailed to Gdansk. Okay. So that was part of Germany. Well, anyway, it was full of Germans. Okay. So he wanted Gdansk and he wanted a referendum on the Polish corridor. That is, Polish corridor was going through German territory. Okay. Well, and he said in March that he won't talk to Poland. Okay? And his idea was, you know, you make statements and then people will come. Okay. Giving you what you want. Well, then in August, this is a very crucial month. 24th of August, Hitler signed the famous Nazi-Soviet Treaty. Hitler and Stalin. The gist of it was non-aggression between these two countries. And the secret clause, which said that, you know, Russia can do whatever it wants in the Baltics. Okay. That is Lithuania and all that sort of thing. Yeah, you know? the Balkan region. Yeah. Yeah. So, now, when this was signed, now, this is very important. Before that, there was an Anglo-French military delegation in Moscow. Okay talking to the Soviets about having a military agreement, alliance, okay, against Hitler, you see. But then Stalin said, listen, okay, we are prepared. But then tell Poland that we may have to uh, cross into Poland to take on Germany. Okay. And Poland said nothing doing. <laughs> okay. So those talks you know, broke up Okay. on the 22nd of August. Eh? 22nd of August, they broke up. Then Hitler, you know, took the initiative, sent a message to Moscow. And, uh, well, if, before that, he had given some signals. Okay? okay? But very quickly, he was able to sign non-aggression with Soviet Union, which meant his Eastern Front was safe. Yeah, yeah. Okay? He can walk into Poland and nothing will happen on the Eastern Front. Okay? Yeah. 
and he had left his western front undefended okay that's why i say he had no plan to start a world war now when he walked into poland on the 1st of september okay he had every reason in his mind to believe that the brits and the french will come to him and say please stop it we will hand over poland to you okay as they had done but then you see neville chamberlain you know he sort of uh, was dilly dally but he came under sustained pressure from the house of commons no you have to give an ultimatum to hitler. Uh, hitler and ask him to withdraw from poland so they gave an ultimatum on the 3rd of september okay he has started on the 1st of september ultimatum was given at 9 am and it was expiring at 11 am okay the british ultimatum and the french they were again dilly dallying but they also were forced into giving an ultimatum at 3 pm on the 3rd of september to expire at 5 pm so okay then that is how the second world war started hitler had no intention but you know he was a prisoner of his own timetable 26th of august he had told his army that prepare i will give you the final orders then you see uh, britain entered into a treaty with poland saying that they will defend them then he had second thoughts and then he had signals there was swedish dalerus special envoy who used to go to london and meet with the prime minister and others yeah. so till the last moment hitler was sure that he was going to get a surrender you know that as he got in czechoslovakia and all that yeah so that's why he stumbled into it but basically as we know germany italy and japan they were the axis powers yeah okay and uh, america came much later so initially after taking over poland hitler was slowing down then uh, britain wanted to prevent germany from taking over norway because norway had oil and all that okay they went to norway and he got it you see then the french were sort of you know preparing for defense yeah. and offense yeah and then came the invasion of france where the blitzkrieg lightning yeah. war yeah the, the germans had a doctrine move fast true and france fell true okay and then of course he went after england but england did not fall then hitler had the foolish idea of attacking the soviet union oh yeah yeah they say never <laughs> never never fight the bear in the cold so that That's that right. happened that happened of course uh fabian now we know that this happened but uh, was this war inevitable or could be avoided let me put it this way nothing in history is inevitable if human beings are born you can only be sure that you will die and of course some people said death and taxes but not everybody pays taxes oh yeah okay? please i have i have four people in my mind already who don't pay taxes <laughs> okay. but let's look into the history first world war 
Yeah. Well, Germany, even more than Hitler, First World War was started by Germany under yeah. Kaiser Wilhelm. Yeah. Okay. And then there was the Versailles Treaty, 1919. Yes. Okay. Versailles is a palace. Yeah. Where, you know, Louis XIV, the Roi Soleil, the Sun King. Yeah. Still was visiting. Eh? Okay. Now, that treaty, they had a clause which said, Article 231, Germany had a war guilt. Yeah. They had to pay for all the damages. And, and they had to pay the, you know, uh, the damages. And territory was taken from them. And Germany was disarmed. You can't have a navy. You can't have a, an army beyond a certain number and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So Germans were humiliated. Yeah. And you know what German military did? They did not sign the Versailles Treaty. By the time there was a Weimar Republic, democratic. So they made the Republic sign the treaty. And then started the propaganda that uh, Germany was not defeated. It is the Jews who sort of, you know, sabotaged, seditious Jews, you know, yeah. who were responsible. German military was not defeated. That was pure lie. Yeah. Okay. And Hitler himself had participated in the First World War as a corporal. Yeah. He was born in Austria, you know. Uh, I've been to where he was born. Oh. And uh, a lady, elderly lady told me she had nice things to say about him. <laughs> well, not as he as a great leader, but he as a young man. Okay. You know, as okay. A, in, okay. in his teenage, you know. Yeah, before, he, fact, be before he went dark side, before yeah. he turned evil. Yeah, yeah. In fact, in Vienna, where he spent time, see, his, the course of his should have been different because he had applied for admission to the... Vienna Academy of Fine Arts. Yes. Twice they rejected him. I went and met the principal and he <laughs> showed me his, his application. If he had been accepted, because he was great, he was very keen on doing painting and all that. Yes, yes. The course of history would have been different. But I know. in Vienna, he had a very penurious existence, sharing room, sharing bed and this and that. That uh, sort of... Uh, uh, started him on his anti-Semitic mood, you know. Jews are to be hated. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. So, right. he was he was able to exploit the German feeling of being humiliated. That's how he came up. Okay. And that, that's how he was able to get the leadership and he became the Führer, the leader with full power. All right. All right. So, uh, all that is that when the Versailles Treaty was signed, a French general had said, this is only a truce, a ceasefire. There will be another big war in 20 years. Mm. He said it in 1919, and the war broke out in 1939. Wow. Nostradamus. Uh, <laughs> uh, people who were in charge of this entire situation, what were their political alignments? What would they gain probably post this war or during this war? As I said, Hitler has primary responsibility, but then others have residual responsibility. It is because Stalin entered into that pact that Hitler was emboldened to attack Poland. Okay? Now, why did Stalin do it? Because Stalin suspected that... Uh, 
the French and the British wanted Hitler to attack Soviet Union. In okay. fact, many in France and England thought that Hitler was the savior of the Western civilization and he will put an end to the Bolsheviks. Okay. So Stalin did it because of self-preservation. You see? Ooh. So that is what happened. Self-preservation. Because many people in the West wanted Hitler to go and attack. Okay? Okay. So, the, so now Stalin, he was born in 1878. He was 61 then. Okay? Now another actor is uh, Chamberlain. Neville Chamberlain. He was 70. Okay? He was born in 1869. You know, Hitler was only 50. He was the youngest. And of course, you know, Daladier, the French uh, prime minister, he was 55. Okay. So these are the main actors. It is their ambitions, their uh, insecurities, and their planning and scheming, you know, that brought this war. Okay. Um, again, history is history. Can't change the course of time. All we can do is learn. Uh, what was the situation of the world politics, Fabian, uh, during and post this war? Of course, there was a lot of chaos that was going on amongst people. But uh, did the politicians, you know, milk this situation? Let's put it out there. Did they, you know, use this as an advantage to themselves? I'm talking about the English, the French, and the Russians, then Russians. Well, I'll put it this way. Um... You know, whenever there is a war, the government gets much stronger because if you say anything against the government, you are helping the enemy, you know. So that was there. But I wouldn't say that in England or in France, liberties were abridged. As regards the Soviet Union, they were always abridged. You know what I mean? But you take the United States. You know, the Pearl Harbor, when uh, the Japanese uh, bombed, uh, you know? The Pearl Harbor. Then... Thousands of Japanese in America, they were house prison, imprisoned at home. Yes. Later, later, much later, America apologized. Very know. true. So these, these things happen. When there is a war, there is a certain abridgment of liberties. You see? But uh, let me also say that uh, Roosevelt or Churchill, they were absolutely popular. They did not need to say that, oh, there is war, and support me. Okay. You know, that is why everyone, you know, rushes to, you know, the flag. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, just just came into my mind, Fabian. This is a little out of syllabus. The equation between America and Japan, right? Uh, Japan was the first to attack America because of the Pearl Harbor situation. And then America nuked uh, and destroyed Japan, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Can you just tell us the timeline what happened then? Just like like a brief timeline what happened? You see, America had imposed trade sanctions against Japan. That's why Japan did this. This okay. Pearl Harbor. Okay. okay. Now, you said about the new king. Now, there is a common belief, which is a wrong belief, that Japan surrendered because of the atom bomb. No. It is true that Japan surrendered after the second atom bomb. But it is not true that they surrendered because of it. Let me give you the uh, timeline. First atom bomb was on the 6th of August. Yeah. Okay. It was terrible. And uh, the Japanese foreign minister 
told the Prime Minister, let's have a meeting of the High Council. So the Prime Minister said, well, they have been bombing us left and right. So we don't want to have a meeting on this. It is terrible, but you know, they have been doing it. Okay. Then came the second attack on the 9th of August. But, but, on the 8th of August, something happened. And that was the crucial matter. That is, on the 8th of August, Stalin abrogated the five-year neutrality pact with Japan, which was signed in 41, which would have been valid till 46. Okay. And once Stalin abrogated that, on the 9th, the Japanese High Council met and they decided to surrender. But when they met, the second attack had taken place. But you know, the telecommunications were such that there was no email. There was, no email. Yeah, yeah, there there was, was nothing no, instant. Yeah, so they didn't know. The High Council did not know that the second attack had taken place. So they had taken the decision to surrender because they said, listen, we can't handle both the United States and the Soviet Union at the same time. Okay. okay? That okay. was the reason. And I mean, they sent their troops to Soviet Union, to Korea. I mean, they were coming down from the north. The Americans were going up from the south and the 30th parallel and all that, you know. All right. And all of right. course, Americans did not want the Soviets to enter Japan. They were very clean, clear that it should, surrender should be to America. Of course, of course. That was to... on the 50, 15th of August. You know, Hirohito okay. declared. Uh, on the 9th of August, they decided and they started sending out signals. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they wanted his owner, Hirohito, should not be humiliated. That was the thing. Ah, damn. Ah, damn. All right. Uh, a couple of big things that happened during World War II. Uh, Hitler's invasion... Hitler's rise to power, uh, Hitler going to the, you know, the Soviet Union, Japanese and the American war. All of this uh, kind of clear now, thanks to uh, Fabian. Uh, Fabian, that's it for this episode. We'll come back in the next episode and we'll talk about World War One, And we'll talk about how a single assassination caused the whole world to crumble down. Yeah, right. Sure, we'll do that. Okay. Till then, enjoy the rains outside, Fabian. I know the people who are listening to us might not be enjoying the rains, but for the ones who are, who are listening to us, please go ahead and do so. And do hit us up on HT Smartcast. That's our Instagram. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram as well. It's Radio Aniket. I'll see you till then. Thank you. Bye, Fabian. Bye, Aniket. See you soon. This was a Radio 1 production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.